Hi everyone, you're listening to Microgreens for growers and consumers. I'm your host, Lisa Welsh, talking to you straight out of Florida today. And today we're going to talk to you about some marigolds. Marigolds. Did you know that those are edible? I'm sure you did. But did you know that they're also a medicinal plant? It's actually specifically usually grown for human consumption. It gives dishes a pungent and tart taste. Therefore, it's very suitable for dressings and salads, uh, making them more savory and aromatic. It's also used in soups, meats, and fish dishes, and even pastries. And don't mind my printer. Apparently, it's deciding to do something, or someone else in my house has decided to print something. Either which, I couldn't tell you. Um, fresh inflorescence can be stewed and served as a side dish for meat and fishes, seasoned with them in soups and salads. Both fresh and even dried flowers are added to meats and vegetable soup. They are used to prepare liqueurs and liqueurs. Chopped in a meat grinder and mixed with butter, they are used for making sandwiches, flavored and coloring cheese. In addition, marigold flowers are used to prepare excellent refreshing and tonic drinks oh isn't that nice marigolds are low maintenance and can be quickly grown out of the way of the kitchen and cut fresh as a garnish to any savory dish microgreens grow fast and practically right before your eyes so taste early and often and harvest it at your peak flavor so what does that mean taste early and often that means when you grow microgreens You don't just wait until somebody tells you on day 10 you can harvest them and eat them. That means at about, like, day 5, you want to start plucking a piece and eating it. So you can see the different flavors. In every microgreen that I've ever talked about, they change their flavors. As they get older or younger or whatever, as they change. So you need to be aware of that and you need to harvest it at the perfect time based on your conditions and what flavor profile you're going for because it's important that you have the best possible for your customer so how do you want to grow your marigolds well it says in here that marigolds are super easy to grow um, and harvest and peak it great flavors which is great I know some companies they um they rename their microgreens, shall I say. Uh, they give them different names so that people can't figure out what seed they come from. Well, the jig's up. Anything that has like a, a tangerine or a, a lace, I think is what it's called, is what they call it. Anything like that, anything that's got that kind of flavor, is your marigold. Hmm. Jig's up there, buddy. Just call it what it is. And try to confuse people. People are confused enough when you tell them the truth. Why do you want to lie? That's my take on it. Because honestly, why would you want to lie and mix it up so that people don't know exactly what they're eating? Or so that somebody might think that there's something that exists that actually doesn't exist. It just seems silly to me. Just be honest. Anyhow, with these, you'd want to bottom water um, or mist um, because you want to... Prevent that mix from splashing on the seedlings, of course. You want to maintain your even moisture. um, And do not allow your medium to dry out. Ever. 
Ideally, your temperature is 75 degrees until germination. Then you can reduce it to 60 degrees. Um, ambient temperatures are varied uh, specifically, but typically you want to be between 65 and 75 degrees, which is the favorable range. Anything over 75, however, can increase disease and inhibit germination. So some microgreens, as you know, have to be cold, like cilantro likes to be more cold than warm. Basil likes to be more warm. Although I have heard some interesting things about basil seeds lately. Let me tell you, people can package anything and sell it apparently. Um, so, lighting. You want to consider some supplementary lighting. Um, anytime where natural light isn't, isn't sufficient. Uh, so, as far as fertilizer goes. Well, do you want to add fertilizer or not add fertilizer? That is the question. Um, if you do, you want to add fertilizer. You want to incorporate it into the sowing mix before you sow. Um, and use bottom water, bottom watering systems only to avoid residue on any of the leaves. Right? Because uh, nobody wants to eat the crap you put in your fertilizer. Get it? The crap you put? Ah, that was funny. That was funny, y'all. And how long is it going to take to get mature? Well, that's kind of a variable question. I mean, I would say it typically is ready to harvest in between 10 to 25 days. Well, Lisa, that's a 15-day window. I know. Look, like all things in life, there is no sure, concrete answer. There's a, well, maybe, potentially, it might be. But basically, it depends upon your variety, your conditions, your desired size at harvest, um, but typically it's somewhere between the fast growing, um, varieties usually are between 10 to 15 days and your slower growing varieties are between 16 to 25. So that's true. Now what's going to happen to your, what could potentially happen to your marigold microgreens? Well, considering that they are planted so densely, like all microgreens are, right? Because that's really what makes them a microgreen, in my opinion. It's the seeding density. Well, they're more prone to disorders. Well, which disorders? Well, dampening off because of poor air circulation or saturated media. Mm -hmm. Let's see. Um, so you want to ensure air movement with all your microgreens, but specifically with marigolds. Um, with your airflow, you want to use the clean media and water source and use the appropriate seeding density. Well, what's the appropriate seeding density? Well, I don't know what it is for you, but I know what it is for me, and that information is on my cheat sheets, if you're interested. But realistically, you wanna play with it and get familiar with it. I think um, there was even some walkthrough videos on marigolds um, that were done, but I can't be 100% sure, because I do not know. Um, so, see what you think of that. Then, let's see what else we have. Um, the other thing is harvesting. Once the cotyledons have fully developed, and once the first true loaf begins to emerge, you need to harvest them. So that's typically between a half an inch to two inches in height. Um, you wanna cut with a scissors or a very, very sharp knife. Um, marigolds are really pretty when they, um, they have kind of like this 
I would, don't know how to describe it. It's like a serrated, um, serrated leaves. They look just very, very pretty. Just so you know. Um, that's one of the things I like the most about marigold microgreens. They also are sweet. So, I like them. So, those are my things I would tell you about how to grow marigolds. Do I grow them a lot? Uh, no. Why don't I grow them a lot? Because my husband kicked me out of the grow room. Well, why do you do that? Well, because here's the deal. Shh, I'll let you in on a secret. My husband says all I ever do is I kill the microgreens. But it's really not my fault. Because, see, on harvest day, at least every Saturday, my husband chooses to go to bed. Like, literally, right before we have to harvest. And so then, because I have to harvest by myself, it takes a lot longer. So I have to start a lot earlier. So because he always likes to sleep really well on his, before we go to the market, I have to do all the harvesting. So I virtually am the one who kills them all. And it's not my fault because you guys want to eat them. So it's my job. So, so anyhow, he always jokes that I'm in charge of uh, killing them and he's in charge of growing them, which definitely works for us. Um, one of those funny little things that we do. But I hope that you guys enjoyed and learning a few things about marigolds. There's really not a lot to talk to you about with marigolds um, other than their flower. Very popular. Um, people like them a lot. And that's about it. Oh, but on a side note, something to talk to you about. The question I get asked all the time. Lisa, can I make it in this market? Sure you can. Well, Lisa, how come all these other people are joining the market and quitting? Well, because they got their own issues. I guess. Because anybody can make it in the microgreen world. Well, how do you do it? Well, how do you do it is you are yourself. Like, sometimes people will tell me, Oh, Lisa, talk slower in your podcast. I'm like, hmm, no. Thank you, but no. That's not me. I am who I am. And I've had the success I've had with our business because of who I am and I own who I am I'm not afraid of it I don't run from it sometimes I talk like a sailor and I don't mean to that I really don't mean to I sometimes just speak without thinking because that is me I speak without thinking I help other farmers set up their microgreen systems without problem because that's just who I am um, I just do me and showing up for your life as authentic as you are, as we are all youth authentic, um, you yield better results. I mean, I have seen people be fake. I know people who are fake. Um, I don't really hang out with them because I don't like fake people. But nonetheless, you have to know who you are and what you stand for. And I stand for what? If you've listened for a while, hopefully you know that we want to change the way the world consumes its vegetables which is a heck of a lot of people. And why do we want to do that? Well, we believe that food has a lot of nutrients and nutrition packed into it. And we think that that can be very vital for our population. And we think that people need to, at the very least, whether they can choose to consume the vegetables or not, they need to be informed about what's potentially available. Because I think a lot of people are not aware of what's in our food. Um, as a matter of fact, I just had um, an issue where I had hurt my back. And I mean, I hurt it bad. 
And I was sitting here going, well, what do I do about it? You know, do I take all these pills that the doctors want me to take? When I take the pills, I don't know what's happening for the rest of the day. And I pretty much sleep or I get drugged up. And I have no concept of what's happening in the real world. So that's one thing I can do. Or I can call my friends and tell me what they're going to tell me to do. And they're going to give me some natural remedies like peppermint on your back or um, spearmint on your back and different essential oils and uh, comfrey and different things like that. So medicinal herbs and essential oils. Not exactly the same thing as go to the pill mill and get some pills. But the funny thing is, is that I think I slept for a few days um, on the pill mills. But then when I decided to wake up, I called my friends, got some homeopathic remedies, and guess what? My back probably felt 10 times better after those remedies than it ever did taking the pills. The pills just made me out of it and sleep, which wasn't really a solution because then nothing got done. So just keep in mind, uh, think about things as you do them and experiment with your own life. Um, it is your life. No one's responsible for it but you. Just don't waste it because that's just pointless. Um, but we'll start next week and we'll talk about another variety of vegetable. And hopefully we'll get through all these vegetables sometime soon because there's so much more to talk about. And there's new developments being made all the time with microgreens. And in fact, I think I mentioned it in this, this one where I said that people are doing a lot of things with seeds. There's people who are selling just straight seeds. I know, I know. Like a seed dealer. Ah, nope, not like a seed dealer. They're literally packaging it up for cons human consumption and telling them that they can just basically eat seeds. Hmm. Well, that's interesting, isn't it? I mean, I'm no expert, but based on what I read, there's no way that should be happening. And hopefully, hopefully someone will stop it. But in the meantime, just be mindful and be the best farmer or consumer that you can be. Be knowledgeable about what's happening in the world and try to get all the best information you can possibly get to your consumers and if you are a consumer keep educating yourself because knowledge is truly power and without knowledge we are nothing but sheep and i refuse to be a sheep although i wonder if it'd be easier to be a sheep maybe but then you wouldn't have as much fun like literally you know what i do for fun around here i have probably f five alexas two whatever those Google Assistant things are, and I got like Siri all over the place, right? So I routinely walk around my house speaking and calling out their names because I know they're listening. And I yell out like crazy things to them. And I just wait every day. I think one day they're gonna come knock on my door. I'm gonna say, there's a crazy person here. And I'm gonna say, yes, there is. But now you have to admit that you've been listening to me the whole time. I know, I know, but you guys have to find something to do for fun. And for me, it's just <laughs> playing with my devices in the most craziest way ever. Because sometimes when I'm just sitting here talking to my husband, they'll just activate and they'll say something or they'll respond. And yet nobody was talking to them. So for grins and giggles, we now routinely go run around running around our house, screaming at our devices or talking gibberish to them. You should try it if you ever want something fun to do. Anyhow, you guys have a great day. Enjoy the rest of your week. I'll be back at you next week with some other tidbits on how you can just be you. No, I'm just kidding.
and how you should always just be you. But on another microgreen and what we got in store. Talk to you later. Bye.